bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, hi. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you are all keeping very well. Whenever you are listening to this, I do realise some people are just getting caught up, by the way. So, yeah, some people have been messaging and saying, Oh, man, only just discovered the podcast. How awesome is this? So, (laughs) first of all, hello to all of our new listeners who tune in. And, yeah, welcome along. If you don't know who we are, go and start episode one and you'll catch up pretty quick. Trust me. So, but yeah, we are the show for the piping folk, so that's what we're here for, to talk all about the piping world. But I figured I'd give you a little bit of an update about myself. Yeah, to start things off, a little bit more unusual than normal. I hope you liked last week's podcast, by the way. I know I didn't really want to do a clip show. I do think clip shows can be kind of lazy and a bit dull, I think, for the listener, but... To be honest, I thought Andrew gave an amazing interview. So I really did want to bring that to the podcast because he had some amazing insight about tenor drumming and stuff. And if there's anyone that's going to have, you know, some amazing insight, it would be him. You know, so, hey, it was what it was. I hope you guys managed to enjoy it, okay? Uh, so, there you go. That's what it was. Grant, but yeah, normal service has been resumed. The podcast is back on track and we're now flying. All guns blazing. But let's talk about himself. Because I'm selfish that way. <laughs> Grant, well, recently, personally, I've just started watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and I'm mentioning this because I'm getting a lot of stick about it online. Yeah, oh, I'm late to the party. I know I'm late to the party. I know I'm completely late to the party. But that's what I'm like. I spend so much time pouring myself into the radio show and this podcast and stuff. I don't have much time for anything else. So I've been trying to chisel out a little bit of time to do other stuff. And other stuff is finally jumping on that bandwagon of wagon of Game of Thrones. And to be fair, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, I'm in season two now, so I'm only really starting. Yeah, so, you know, to be fair, the reason why I wanted to watch it is because it's filmed here in Northern Ireland. And I realise how big an industry it is. You know, it employs so many people here in Northern Ireland that's ridiculous. Like, I think I know almost half of the extras <laughs> who have been on this. So, hey, I don't, it's one of those things. Like, it's huge here in Northern Ireland. It's a massive tourist draw as well. People come from all over the world to see the locations, uh, you know, that were filmed. Oh, this was the beach scene and this was that scene and all of that. And for me, it's just... Aye, that's outside Port Rush, or yeah, that's outside Balamone, and you know, for me, they're just places. But for people coming over, oh wow, that's where such and such rode his horse next to whatever. Yeah, <laughs> okay, grand. So yeah, I'm jumping on the Game of Thrones bandwagon, and to be fair, it's fun. There's absolutely zero piping in it, so it's not really holding my interest completely, to be honest. But so far, eh, it's all right. Like it's all right. Plus, I'm actually. I'm breaking well out of my comfort zone. I'm starting to go to the gym now. I know. It really isn't like me. Normally, I'm as lazy as I come. And the most exercise I get is actually rising in the morning to get the alarm clock switched off. That'd be about it. But yeah, I'm going to the gym now. And it's... I can't say it's fun. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not enjoying it. Um, But, hey, you know, it's one of those things. I have to get off my backside at some point. Yeah, and get a little bit more movement in my life. So I'm trying to chisel that in there as well. Plus, uh, this might get some people yeah, messaging me as soon as I say this. But I'm going to say it anyway. I've been doing a little bit of practice. of the sticks here. Yeah, doing a little bit of practice. And, you know, because people keep asking me, do I miss playing? 
because people who know me from the piping world here in Northern Ireland, they knew me as a player first, before all this radio stuff all started. And, yeah, to be fair, I do miss the playing. Every now and again, I really do get the itch to lift the sticks again and, you know, just start mucking in with everyone else and being a part of it. I know the radio thing, you know, certainly has me being a part of it. And if anything, I hope that I am your voice. I hope I'm the voice of the piping world, you know what I mean? From the fans' perspective. Uh, so, yeah, you know, as much as this is really enjoyable and I love doing it, sometimes I do miss playing. And who knows, I've lifted the sticks again just this past couple of weeks just to see if the old hands can remember how to play a 6 eight. And do you know something? <sighs> nah, they, they don't. <laughs> Oh my word, I think I am playing probably the worst I have ever played in my life. I would get to the end of like a four parts display and my hands are like rubber. Um, Yeah, so I don't know, but I think I haven't been playing now snare drum for maybe four or five years since I've had the sticks in my hand. Now, yeah, so that in itself could be an entirely new podcast right there. You know, after being stepping away from piping and drumming, from the playing aspect, and then trying to step back into it again, it's not easy. You know, I think it's going to take a, a while for me to build up the stamina again. And I, I know for a fact I'm not going to get anywhere near the playing ability that I used to have back in my grade 2, grade 1 days. But hey, you never know. If I can struggle along to get a, a couple of four fours played out, then I'll, I'll be quite happy with that. But anyway, that's what I'm doing with my time. Going to the gym, watching Game of Thrones, and periodically practicing. There you go. So, yeah, before anyone mentions, no, I'm not playing for any band at the minute. No, I have no intention of going to try and annoy some kind of band with me floundering in the back. Yeah, being the weird, fat, little Northern Irish guy who used to play years ago but doesn't anymore. Oh, do you remember that guy? Yeah, look at him now. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, before anyone asks any questions, that's what the crack is. Right, that's enough of an introduction, I think. (laughs) Right, let's get into it. Listener mail. We have one email sent in to us, to bigrabshow at gmail.com. I keep telling you all, we are... Yeah, we're dependent on your viewer mail. We really want to hear from you, especially now running into Pipe and Live and the World Championships. We want to hear from you. So, but hey, here we are. We have one email, so let's get to it. It says, Hey, Rab, the largest Scottish gathering and games in the US takes place on Labor Day weekend. Now, thankfully, he puts it in brackets for me. So that's September 2nd and 3rd. So, Thank you. I was wondering when Labor Day weekend was. I knew it was September sometime, so there you go. So, And he's hoping that I will mention it on the show. There you are. I've just mentioned it. So the Games has run every year since 1866. Wow. By the Caledonian Club of San Francisco and takes place at the Amadella Fairgrounds in Pleasanton, California. Ah, Pleasanton! This is the Pleasanton Games! Ah, of course, everyone knows about the Pleasanton Games. There you go. Now, that's been going since 1866. Wow, I didn't know that. There's quite a bit of history there. There you go, fantastic. So Pleasanton's on then the start of September. Fantastic. So he says, over 30 bands, totaling more than 750 pipers and drummers compete and perform in a daily massed bands. As a special guest this year, Graham McTavish, star of Outlander and The Hobbit, will also be at the games. Is he a piper? (laughs) Is he? I don't know. Will he be competing or something? Or maybe is he chieftain or something? I I don't know. Anyway, so he's going to be there. Uh, And for more information, listeners can visit thescottishgames.com. Thanks in advance, Jonas. Jonas, thanks a million for contacting me, mate. I appreciate that. And, yeah, who doesn't know about the Pleasanton? Pleasanton games are huge. And if anything, some of the performances that are produced there at the Pleasanton Games are just fantastic. Because as the season kind of wraps up here in the UK, you know, with our major calendar and all the rest, bang, there's the Pleasanton Games. And some of the music that, oh, 
yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. And if anyone out there, we've had plenty of people contact us recently, actually, asking, could they be a roving reporter for us? We've had some help in the past there from Jim Williamson. Hello, Jim, by the way, if you're tuned in, pal, what about you? Jim has helped us out before. He covered some of the stuff from Winter Storm. Uh, and yeah he was amazing doing that for us so thank you so if anyone else does want to do a bit of roving reporting for us please do go ahead yeah you don't need my permission by any means just go for it uh just record audio or if you get a chance to interview someone go right ahead give them an interview and then send us the clip send us the audio clip the file and i'll put it on the podcast here it'll be amazing to hear so yeah if anyone's heading to pleasanton and that, and they want to, you know, snap a couple of videos or, yeah, interview a few people. Go for it, yeah. And I would love to hear it um, because me myself, I probably will never make the trip to Pleasanton over this next year because uh, the way things are financially. But I, you know, <laughs> Pleasanton, I would love to get to. Uh, what's the other one I would really like to get to? Uh, is it the Queen Mary? Uh, is it the Queen? Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, terrible. I get, but I knew that there was like that that one there, the Pleasanton Games I wanted to get to. There was the other one, the Queen Mary. I think that's what you called it. Ah, this is terrible. See me trying to ad lib and remember things on there. Uh, deadly. But I knew there were a few games that I had in my crosshairs that I really wanted to hit. But Pleasanton was definitely one of them because it did seem to be the biggest gathering there. So, that, yeah. Best of luck to everyone heading there. And if you are going, and if you fancy sending us a voicemail from the games, feel free, go ahead, just give us a shout-out for your band, of you know, whoever you're playing with, or anything at all. We would love to hear from you. Email it to us, biggrabshow at gmail.com, or you can Facebook us or Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Just find a way to get it to us. <laughs> Carrier pigeon, if you like. Well, so that's it, really, for listener mail. We've had a few different things messaged to us on Facebook, etc. Um, but it's mostly all talking about current news stories. So we're going to get into that now. Right, piping news. This past weekend, in case you were not aware, it was the County Antrim Championships held in Glenarm. Now, this, yeah, this competition, let's talk about the elephant in the room, will we? This happened... Over what was usually referred to as the the fortnight break. The two week break that bands used to get. Now no longer exists. Bands now seem to get one week. And then bang you're into the County Antrim Championships. So as a result. Over this past couple of years. This County Antrim Championship has been held in Glenarm. Which is as part of a big summertime festival that's held there. And the bands are kind of. They're muddled in the middle of the festival. And as much as it is amazing, because it, to me it's a fantastic competition. You can go and watch bands, and then there's guys jumping around dirt bikes. There's strong men throwing, tossing cabers around the place. There's professional wrestlers hitting each other with chairs. And then you can go and watch, you know, Manor Cunningham playing on MSR. It's very random, very strange. And it's something that our piping audience isn't used to. And I think as a result... A lot of bands didn't go. It was really poorly attended, which is so unfortunate because the guys worked insanely hard to get this organised and it could be so much more. But again, because it's during that week where bands used to have their break, a lot of bands take their holidays during this time. You know, They get this mid-season break and they want to relax, they want to switch off before having to hit the ground running again. You know, so that, yeah, I can see the argument for a lot of bands not attending, but I can also see the argument where bands should really try and make the effort because this is an amazing competition. And, you know, from people on the ground who have seen on the day, we're all walking around in their civvies, where ordinarily they would have been walking around in a band uniform. And I just had to ask them, but why aren't you playing today? And the common rule of thumb was they couldn't get enough members for the band to pull out because a lot of them were away off on holidays. So, I don't know. Should we move the County Antrim Championships? That was asked on the live show last night on Fuse FM. And we actually had an official in from the RSPVA NI. We had Mr Ian Burroughs in with us. And, 
Yeah, Ian wasn't sure himself. He didn't really give an answer. He kind of just thought, oh, I don't know. It's mm, the County Antrim Championship. They're kind of lost in the calendar at the moment, I think. So, hey, we addressed the elephant in the room, but let's talk about the bands that actually attended. And the drum majors, of course. Let's talk about who your County Antrim champions are. Right, starting with the drum majors, the novice County Antrim champion... Leanne Crooks of Surland District. Junior champion, Jamie Couples of October. Jamie's still on winning way, so well done, Jamie. Um, so, juvenile County Antrim champion, Emma Barr of the Field Marshal. Well done, Emma. And adult County Antrim champion, Alicia Dixon, BEM of the Matt Boyd Memorial. There you go. Well done, Alicia. Right. On to the bands. Right. Grade 4B. County Antrim champion, Grancha. Well done, Grancha. The drumming went to Kildog. So, yeah. But actually, 4B was quite a competitive grade there, actually, on Saturday. So I can't take it away. Now, grade 4A. Hmm. Yeah, grade 4A. Unfortunately, there was one band in the grade. One. <laughs> so the winner was McNeilstown. McNeilstown turned up. There you go, lifted the top spot. Plus they lifted the drumming as well, because hey, they were the only band in the grade. So well done, McNeilstown. Grade 3B went to McNeilstown as well. Now this was all sorts of interesting. McNeilstown played up a grade into grade 3B to try and make up the numbers. And hey, they ended up winning the thing. So well done, McNeilstown. And the drumming went to the Major Sinkler Memorial, so well done. Major Sinclair. I'm sure you guys were a little bit happy there lifting the drumming place. Now, grade 3A went to Drumlock. And they lifted the drumming title as well. So, well done, Drumlock. Now, grade 2, Manor Cunningham. They lifted the top spot. Well done, Manor Cunningham. Now, to be fair, they were the only grade 2 band in the grade. Uh, Matt Boyd Memorial played up uh, to try and bolster the ranks in grade 2. But, yeah, Manor lifted the top spot. Plus, they lifted the drumming as well. And then Manor Cunningham played in Grade 1. And, yeah, they were the only band in Grade 1. So, they lifted the top spot. They lifted the piping and they lifted the drumming and they lifted the M&D. And I think someone actually commented on the page that they needed a wheelbarrow to take their trophies home. So, <laughs> not a bad weekend's work by Manor Cunningham. Congratulations, guys. Cleaned up at the County Antrim Championships. And, if anything... I don't know what the future of the County Antrim Championships will be. It'll be very interesting to watch, just to see what happens. There's been suggestions about possibly moving it in the calendar, you know, putting it on a different weekend. But what weekend would you put it? You know, where where in the calendar would you fit it? Because I think at the minute our domestic calendar is just packed and it's kind of... Domestic calendar is a funny thing. You have to work around the major championships. It's just... I don't know. I really don't know where it's going to fit. And even with a venue as well, a lot of people didn't like the Glenarm thing. You know, in the middle of this festival with all the madness going on. I personally loved it. I thought it was amazing. Because, well, I'm going to be completely selfish here. I arrived, I had the wife and kids with me. I was able to say, okay wife, okay kids, I'm going to the bands. You guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> because it wasn't like a regular pipe band competition where there was nothing else to do other than watch bands. So the kids were able to go and jump on bouncy castles and go and shoot bows and arrows and do all that kind of stuff that kids want to do. While I was up to my elbows and bagpipes. And I, you know, so it was the best of both worlds. So... You know, as much as it's great from one aspect, it's also kind of negative in another. People thought that the bagpipes were kind of just a sideshow. And were almost kind of just stuck on there, if you know what I mean. Like, they weren't the main focus of the festival. And they really kind of thought they were treated like second-class citizens to other people who were in the main arena, like the Strongmen or other events that were happening. So that's the feeling that I got from the ground, you know, when people were chatting to me and yeah, you know, I can agree with both camps. Both do have kind of a valid argument, but realistically, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Right, that's the County Antrim Championships. Let's talk about this weekend. It's the Ulsters. The Ulster Championships are this weekend and it's an Antrim. So not to confuse it at all with the County Antrim Championships, 
This is going to be held in Antrim Town. This is going to be the proper kickoff now for the start of the rest of the season, really. Now we've had our mid-season break, kind of. Here we go. Time for the Ulsters. This is one where bands here in Northern Ireland love to lift this one because you get a shiny little medal and you get bragging rights as well. So let's break it down. Grade 4B, you've got 16 bands. Now that's not bad. And that's on a par with some major championships. So grade 4B, 16. Grade 4A, you've got 10 bands in there. Another big grade. Grade 3B, you've got 5. Grade 3A, 5. Grade 2, 5. There you go. Noticing a bit of a pattern there. And grade 1, you've got 3. Yeah. In grade 1, you've got 3 bands. You've got the PSNI, Blairian District and Ravara. All those guys are in there. Unfortunately, we didn't get any St. Lawrence at all or Field Marshall in there. Uh, but how... You know, it's one of those things. There's those bands that be kind of gearing themselves up towards the next major. So, hey... There we have it. Now, the Grade 1 bands in question, they have to play an MSR and a medley selection on the day. So they have to play twice. So it's going to be a busy day for the Grade 1 guys. So there you go. The action all kicks off there in Antrim there at 11.30am with Brashane and District hitting the Grade 4B arena. So it doesn't kick off until half 11 in the morning, and so, which is a nice sensible time to start, to be fair. Not like the world's when you're all kicking off at 9, stupid o'clock in the morning. Anyway... But there you go. That's the Ulster Championships. We do hope to be live streaming, as always, from the Ulsters. Uh, we'll be bringing you all of Grade 1, and we'll be bringing you the results. So, yeah, tune in on our Facebook page and check that out. Right, let's look at more piping news. The big pre-Worlds concert this year. Of course, you know exactly who I'm talking about. The mighty Shots and Dykehead Caledonia Pipe Band are throwing the big pre-worlds concert now apparently two-thirds of the tickets for this have already been sold out can you, <laughs> i just pause for effect there two-thirds are gone so there's not much left and i don't know if you haven't got a ticket for this and you're gonna be in glasgow why why have you not got a ticket yet go and get them now the seats are disappearing fast they recently just put up a post to say the tickets are jumping they're flying off the shelves so you need to get them if you do intend to go now uh, they have just announced also something kind of special now this kind of ties me into two topics uh so yeah shots and dykehead have recently announced that at this big pre-worlds concert they're going to have a special guest appearance by the living legend bill livingston now you guys remember when i had bill on the show and i was talking to him and I actually asked him what his favourite cheese is. I still cringe every time I listen to it. I'm like, oh no. But hey, Bill is a proper legend. He took it in his stride. Took it in good humour. So <laughs> he's a top bloke. I really have a lot of time for Bill. And he is a legend in the piping field. So yeah, what a guy. So he will be appearing at this concert he'll be appearing on stage and apparently the band themselves will be playing a medley performance all of bill's own compositions now how amazing is that so to be there in the audience to witness this live wow that has to be an experience yeah I, wow i so want to go yeah here you go so bill livingston will be on stage with Shots and Dykehead Caledonia Pipe Band performing a medley performance of all all of his own compositions. Now that would be amazing. So there you go. If you are going to Glasgow at all during Piping Live Week and you haven't got a ticket for this concert yet, go and get a ticket now, okay? Like, what are you doing? Just put the, put the pause button on the podcast, right? <laughs> go and get your ticket. You need to get a ticket for this show, man. I can't stress it enough. Now... Talking about Bill Livingston, of course, big news dropped there recently that Bill has finally, finally announced the launch date for his memoirs. Now, this has been a long time coming. Bill has been talking about this for a long, long time. He actually mentioned it in the interview whenever I was interviewing him earlier in the year. Uh, so, yeah, apparently his memoirs will be entitled Preposterous Tales to Follow. There you go. So fantastic. I'm going to be... Oh, I'm champing at the bit to get this. So, let's look at the official 
press spiel that I got. Uh, so the 268-page memoir recounts the 75-year-old's life of piping, pipe bands, and his personal exploits. Now, as I say, this has been a long road for Bill. He's been trying to put this together now for a number of years. And so here he is. It is now here. It's with us. So he's well known in the piping world as a composer. He's two collections of music to his name. Uh, he was also, of course we all know, Bill used to be pipe major of the now infamous 70th Fraser Highlanders. Who of course lifted the 1987 Worlds. Who made us that iconic album, that recording that I just keep banging on about live in Ireland. Ah, uh, what an amazing record. So yeah. Bill is infamous in the piping world, and his book of memoirs is finally here. So the book has taken Bill more than two years, as I said, to complete, and it is filled with, now I'll read this off the script here, it's filled with gossip, insight, history, laughter, tragedy, and a little bit of payback. <laughs> oh man, a little bit of payback, Bill? Wow. See that last little bit in there? Oh man, that really piques my interest. I'm like, ooh, who's he going to get at? <laughs> wow, I'm going to want to get my mitts on this book. It's now available for pre-order. Order, you can go and check it out on Bill Livingston's website. You can pre-order the book. The book itself will be launched at the Pipe and Live Festival uh, this year on the 10th of August. So... If that does interest you at all about uh, his memoirs, that certainly interests me. Even though I'm a drummer, I can really appreciate how much of a living legend this dude is. Yeah, I'm going to want to get my hands on this book, and I'm sure you guys are too. So get your pre-orders in. The book launches on the 10th of August. They're having a launch event at the Pipe and Life Festival featuring Stuart Little, of course, Pipe Major of Inverary. So... Yeah, I think that event is going to be off the chain. I, we're definitely going to have to try and get to that. Definitely a book that you're going to want to have in your collection because I think memoirs of famous pipe majors are kind of few and far between. Um, I can't actually remember any other books like this that I've actually seen. Um, no, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know there are some books out there, like you know, memoirs of their time in piping and drumming, but... I can't think off the top of my head. There's bound to be some. Uh, so, yeah, this is one such book you're going to want to get your mitts on. Definitely going to make for an interesting read. Okay. Good friend of the show and the podcast, Mr. Chris Pollock. What about you, Chris? Of course, Chris Pollock is the bass drummer with the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band. Well, Chris has been recently interviewed by BBC Northern Ireland. Yeah, he featured on a radio show here in Northern Ireland called A Kissed Awards, which is an Ulster Scots radio show. Chris was on there trying to explain to the presenter, Helen Mark, what it's like to play the bass drum for possibly the biggest band in the world, the Field Marshal. Trying to explain that to presenter, <laughs> go and check it out. Okay, take my word for it. It's possibly one of the best interviews I've heard in a long time. Chris, you know, done a fantastic job. I think the presenter themselves, God love them, they obviously didn't know that much about piping and drumming. But Chris was a legend and walked them through it step by step. So Chris, wow, what a fantastic interview. And if anything, I've got a favourite quote from this interview that still makes me laugh. Uh, Chris was talking about a guy he heard on a plane or a flight or something like that and he overheard the conversation saying the guy said Rory McIlroy has won four majors now and Chris had a bit of a chuckle to himself because the field marshal had just won 66 <laughs> 66 majors there you go so <laughs> stick that up your jumper Rory McIlroy yeah that still makes me giggle that's funny um so yeah, go and check it out. It's on the BBC iPlayer. The interview is up there. Uh, Chris does give an amazing interview and gives you kind of a, a feeling of what it's like to be the bass drummer for the Field Marshal. Yeah, it is, it's bound to be something else, you know. Go and check it out. Right. 
I am very aware that a lot of my listeners would be tuning in from the United States, so I wanted to give a shout out for everyone who competed at Flagstaff this past weekend. A lot of photographs and video footage was available from it, so yeah, the Arizona Celtic and Highland Festival was held this past weekend there, just as we were in County Andrum Championships, you guys were on Flagstaff. So that was this past weekend. And as I say, Facebook was full of all sorts of stuff. Go and check it out on the Rap Show page. I tried to share out as much as I could find. Um, I'll have to give a special shout out to the Las Vegas Pipe Band, who produced a lot of content online. <laughs> you guys were awesome. Uh, the Phoenix Pipe Band as well also produced some amazing performances as well. The Phoenix Pipe Band, wow. Well done, guys. Now, let's look at the results. And I have to give a special thanks to Ed Best, who sent me on the results. Took a bit of digging to try and find them. I couldn't find them, actually. And then Ed managed to send them on to me. So thanks very much, pal. Right, Grade 5. Phoenix Pipe Band Grade 5 actually won there. So that, well done. Grade 4. Pause for effect. Tucson and District. There you go. Tucson and District. Fantastic. Left in the top spot. Grade 3 went to the Phoenix Pipe Band there in Grade 3. So well done, Phoenix Pipe Band. As I say, some stellar performances there by the Phoenix Pipe Band. Well deserved. There you are. Now talking about championships, the South African Regional Championships were also held this past weekend. You may not have known this, <laughs> but these, yeah, this there was a big countdown for this championship, and I haven't at the moment I haven't actually caught any video footage from it. So I'm intrigued. I really want to go and check this out. But I've been asked to give a special shout out to the Jep Pipe Band, who are South African Regional Champions 2017. So there you are, guys. You've got a shout-out on the podcast. Congratulations. Now, Novice Juvenile Champion in South Africa uh, went to Benoni. You guys are all going to laugh at all my pronunciations. Okay, okay, stop laughing now. (laughs) And the drumming in the Novice Juvenile went to Cornwall Hill. So there you go. The Juvenile, of course, I've just mentioned them, went to the Jep Juvenile Pipe Band. The drums went to St. Benedict's. Fantastic. There you go. The Grade 4... South African regional champion went to African Sky and they lifted the drumming as well. African Sky also managed to lift grade 3 and they lifted the drumming as well. Now, in grade 2, Transvaal Scottish. Yeah, they lifted the grade 2 title plus they lifted the drumming as well. So there you go. I've actually I've heard a lot about Transvaal Scottish. I think I have heard uh, about St. Benedict's who lifted the drumming there in the juvenile. African Sky, I think I have heard them before. I might be wrong there. But, yeah, a very strong piping scene there in South Africa. So, yeah, by all accounts, the championships themselves, the regionals, yeah, just looked fantastic. It looked to be very well attended there. So, congratulations to everyone who competed on the day. And, yeah, well done. Right, Tamla Acrylic Pipe Bands here in sunny Northern Ireland have asked me to give them a good shout on the podcast. So, here you go, guys. Tamla Acrylic Pipe Band are currently on a bit of a recruitment drive for the next season, for 2018. They're already starting to drive out, looking for members, and starting to work on material for 2018. So they're looking for learners, complete beginners, someone who's never lifted a chanter or a set of sticks in their life and fancies their, yeah, fancies themselves as a piper. Could you be the next Gordon Duncan or the next Jim Kilpatrick? Who knows? Call along to Tamlet and get some expert tuition completely for free. Go and attend the practice Tuesday nights starting with the first Tuesday in August. And yeah, get some tuition absolutely free. All you have to do is turn up. So as well as taking on learners, they're also requesting experienced players. Regardless of your grade or where you're from, if you can make it to Tamlet Crowley, you're welcome. They're asking for everyone to come and try and help the band out for next season if you're interested in playing with them. So they're looking pipers, drummers, tenor drummers, bass drummers, you know, <laughs> they're just looking everyone to try and come down and give them a hand. There you are. So that's a shout out for Tamlet Acrylic Pipe Band. If you are interested, you can contact them on their social media through their Facebook page and they will hopefully be able to help you out. Now, I have to give a shout out to Bally Breast Pipe Band. Now, I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Bally Breach Pipe Band were doing a bit of fundraising uh, where members of the band were being sponsored to climb the highest mountain here in Northern Ireland, the Sleeve Donard Mountain. So, Bally Breach have done it. Yeah, members of the band managed to raise enough money 
in sponsorship and they all went and claimed Slave Donard. So congratulations, first of all, on all of your fundraising efforts, plus on climbing the mountain. But the big question was, did the pipe major, Jason Black, raise enough money for him to have to take the pipes to the top of the mountain? And the answer is yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And if you haven't seen the video footage yet, go along to Bally Brace Pipe Band on their Facebook page. It's awesome. <laughs> Jason took his pipes to the top of the mountain, kilt and all. And yeah, he's, you can see the video footage of him on the top of the mountain playing a tune. And now one of the band as well, I think she's a member of the band, was doing a bit of Highland dancing along with him. Now, to be fair, when these guys were up there, this mountain's pretty high up. And the wind was howling. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. He still managed to hold a tune, you know. He still played it pretty well. And uh, God help the wee dancer, too. She's managed to do it pretty well, too. So, fair play. Guys, you know, trekking up all that distance and that big climb. And then to have to start blowing bagpipes. Well done. I take my hat off to you, Bally Breast. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. I've, I've shared it out on the Rab Show Facebook page as well. So, go and have a look. It's very, very good. Now, what's happening in Garva this weekend on Saturday as the Ulster Championships wrap up? There is going to be a massive parade in the town called Garva. They're asking all pipers and drummers from throughout Northern Ireland, regardless if you play for a band or not, for you to attend this parade Bring your pipes, bring your drum if you have one. They're asking you to come along because they're going to be forming a mass pipe band. Now this is all to raise money for cancer. So it's for a massive cancer charity and I think it's cancer research actually they're raising money for. So this parade is going to be held in Garva. They're going to be arranging themselves at uh, the Garva Orange Field at 8pm. And they're just asking everyone to turn up. So if you're on your road home from the Ulster Championships, please make your way home via Garva. They're asking everyone just to turn up. And I think for the most part, it'll probably be Scott and the Brave and the Roundtree. You know, it'll not be big, complicated tunes. But you'll be raising some some amazing amounts of money for charity. This parade happens each and every year. And just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think at some... It was actually was it last year they had to split the mass band in two. Because they couldn't fit down the main street. It was just huge. So, yeah. It's a spectacle in itself to see this massive band. <laughs> made up from bands from all around Northern Ireland. But, hey. It's just fantastic to see them raising such large amounts of money for, for cancer. So, yeah. If you can, get along to that and support it. It's definitely a worthy cause. And all for just marching up the street and playing your bagpipes. Why not? Right, guys. Yeah, that's the piping news for this week. There probably is loads more, to be fair, that I've probably missed out. Because we didn't get any piping news last week. But I always like to give you the up-to-date stuff. So rather than trying to repeat myself and what I've possibly said before on the live show. Yeah, that's your piping news for this week. Right, guys. It's that time again. No, it's not. (laughs) <laughs> before I fly on. Now, this is something, if you've lasted this long into the podcast, you should give yourself a pat on the back, first of all. But this is something I've been wanting to do now for quite a while. And I have been talking about it for quite a while. This is a podcast-exclusive giveaway. Yeah, you guys have been waiting for this. So this is only specifically for listeners of the podcast. So... If you've downloaded this podcast and you're listening right now, you guys are in with a chance to win. How do you win? Yeah, I'll get to that, but I'll tell you what the prize is first. Right, this is a prize for pipers. Yeah, the company is called Trap Dry, right? And what I'm giving away on the show is a drone flow system. Okay, so this is pretty complicated for me as a drummer. Okay, just relax. I'm trying to explain this. I'm giving away a drone flow system made by Trap Dry. So for those pipers out there who are looking for moisture control in their drones, here's your chance. And this is made by Trap Dry. These guys, you know, produce some amazing stuff and are used by some of the most professional players 
you know, solo pipers and bandsmen and women all across the world. And I am giving you guys the chance to get your hands on a free drone flow system. So if you are a piper and you are interested in getting your hands on it, now is your chance. But even at that, even if you're a drummer or even a drum major or even just someone who's interested to see what a drone flow system is. <laughs> like I am. I knew nothing about this until until recently when I've done a bit of research into it. But yeah, the drone flow system is basically a moisture control system for your drones and your pipes. So now's your chance to win. So how do you win it, Rob? Shut up! How do I get my hands on this? Right. I have been asking you guys now for weeks and weeks to drop comments and ratings on iTunes. And that's exactly how you're going to do it. (laughs) Now, each and every week, we upload the podcast onto Podbean and it goes across onto iTunes as well. So the way you can enter this competition is by dropping us a rating on a comment on iTunes. Now, I do realize a lot of you guys don't use iTunes and you don't you know, listen to the show through iTunes. But we would ask you, if you can, go over onto iTunes and drop us a comment. Say how great or bad the show is and all the rest. There you go. That's part one. But part number two is each and every week we upload the podcast, we also put the link on our Facebook page. Here is the latest episode. It's now uploaded. Go and check it out. For everybody who comments their name below this link (laughs) and also shares it out, there you are. That's your entry. So it's a bit complicated, granted, but this isn't just any old prize. This is actually took a bit to get so here we are we have a drone flow system so to win this it's a bit convoluted i understand but let's make it simple give us a rating on itunes and drop us a comment just say ah the rap show's awesome ding hit post there you go that's an entry if you share this out on facebook and comment your name perfect that's an entry as well i'll accept both Okay, so that's for you guys who listen on iTunes, and it's also for you guys who don't listen on iTunes. There you are. You can enter on Facebook, plus you can enter on iTunes. But I would ask, give us that all-important rating and comment on iTunes. That's what it's all about. So, you can just tell us how amazing the show is, or you can just tell us that you have a dog called John who sometimes farts in the middle of the night and wakes everybody up and... uh, John, and nobody likes him, right? Fair enough, but that's still a comment. (laughs) Okay, so I don't really want to know about your dog called John, but (laughs) drop us a comment, give us that all-important rating on iTunes, and you will be entered into a free prize draw to get your hands on a possible drone flow system made by TrapDry. I have to say a massive thank you to TrapDry, by the way, for providing this prize just awesome that you guys managed you know to hand this over to us to give away as an amazing prize so if you haven't checked out trap dry stuff at the minute i, I don't know where you've been because apparently they are the system uh for pipers out there who are looking for moisture control so go and check out trap dry and yeah be in with a chance now to get yourself a drone flow system awesome completely for free Now, this is going to be running right the way up until the end of August. So you've got quite a bit of time. So say you're only getting caught up on the podcast now. Don't worry. Whatever time you're listening to this. But be aware. As soon as the month of August is gone, that's it. Doors closed. Competition is over. I will count up all of the entries and some person out there, whoever you may be, will be drawn out at random. And then I will try and contact you and, yeah, we'll get it sent to you in the mail. There you go. So that's what you need to do. Share it. Comment your name on the link on Facebook. Or give us that all-important rating and comment on iTunes. Now! That's the competition. That's the podcast exclusive giveaway. It's time for me to get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. 
Loudpipe Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography, so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming, but you also get to hear it too. Loudpipe's Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland, so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken, please get in touch with Loudpipe's Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07192314022 Pipe Band Hub promoting the pipe band scene since 2011 For all your news, results and performances follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work? House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website, and audio-video recordings, all with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash big rab show and get piping hello this is fred morrison and you're listening to the big rab show yes indeed it's time for the topic of the week and yeah for those of you who don't believe me by the way that i do pour myself a big mug of tea i do it's sitting right here i know i'm doing visual jokes on, on the podcast but yeah got a big mug of tea and Time for the topic of the week. Now, before I get into it, I have to give a special shout out to our patrons, of course. These are the guys who are supporting what we do, and yeah, you guys are just awesome. Thank you very much for all of your support. So, shout out goes to Jeremy Downs, thank you, mate. Brandon Moreno, thank you very much, mate. And of course, the House of Piping. Thank you, guys. All of you guys are just awesome supporting what we do, and hopefully. Yeah, with your help, we will be able to produce more amazing content and bringing it here to the podcast. So, yeah, so thank you, everyone, our patrons. You are awesome. Right, topic of the week. So, in case you didn't catch this, there's a bit of a story that has made the national news. Here in the UK, especially, it's national news. Um, let's talk about it. Yeah, of course, you've guessed by the topic of the podcast, or the title of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about traveling with your instruments. Because, to be fair, to be a piper and a drummer and travelling with a set of pipes and a drum is not easy. It's, de- it's definitely not easy. So recently there was a story about an RSPBA adjudicator. Yeah, she's a former member of grade one pipe bands being the Red Heckle, Paul Kemet, Shots and Dykehead, Caledonia. Of course I'm talking about Jennifer Hutchison. So, uh, Hutchison, Hutchison, uh, what am I on? What's in this cup of tea? Grant. So Jennifer, she was, let's talk about the story. Jennifer was actually flying home on a European flight. She was in Belgium where she was there to play a lament for the fallen soldiers. So she was there, she performed the lament and everything, and then she went to fly home. Now I'm kind of, I'm, what do you call it, paraphrasing? I'm shortening all of this down because I could be here all night talking about this. So I think the flight she was on was an Aer Lingus flight. And she was flying back from... Uh, was it somewhere in Belgium anyway to fly her back home to Scotland. Now, as a result, she got on the flight and essentially she was told to check her bagpipes. You know, check it into the hold and she refused. Because as most musicians would know, instruments are a precious thing, especially bagpipes that can be worth thousands. And in some cases can be family heirlooms. And you don't want to chuck it in along with everyone else's holiday baggage because... It could get crushed and get damaged. So, quite rightly so, she said, no, I'm not going to check my bag. I'll bring it on here as carry-on luggage. It'll be fine. Well, apparently it wasn't fine. <laughs> so, she apparently got escorted off the plane by armed police because she refused to check her bag. So, she had to get off the flight. So what actually what then happened after that is that she had to spend the night in the airport because the air, the airline basically told her, right, you're not going to check your bag on your bike. 
Cheerio. And that was it. She was left there stranded. So what she ended up having to do was book another flight home the following morning and just try again. And guess what happened? And this is what makes this story all the more laughable for me. The following morning, she got on another flight to fly home without any problems. Listen, that incredible. The airline just said to her, Oh, what's that you have in your bag? Oh, bagpipes. Oh, okay, cool. Bring them on. And that was it. There was no issue. And this is what's so confusing about the whole thing. Unbelievable. So, whenever you look at pipesdrums.com, they actually ran a separate article on this. And they're asking about what the actual rules are with bringing on your carry luggage and bringing a set of pipes on. So they asked, did she have the right to carry her instrument on as luggage? Well, the answer to the question is yes. And she did have the right to bring it on, provided it met with the dimensions and the weight and everything that each airline, you know, they all have different rules and regulations about carry-on baggage. But, you know, you can get these, like, flight cases now. You know, I've seen them, like, for bagpipe carriers. And, you know... That's a perfect way to do it. So, but it's got so many people talking about now about people traveling with their instrument now. It's just getting, there's so many things being thrown in the way to try and prevent people from doing it now, especially from airlines. Uh, you just wonder, it's a set of bagpipes, for goodness sake. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Well, recently, what kind of what brought the whole story to fruition for me was the Red Hot Chili Pipers. These guys tour all over the world and bring bagpiping to the masses. But I think that these guys have to check their pipes regularly. They have to put it in you know, the hold. They have to put it in the hold luggage to transport their bagpipes. And that's always a gamble. You know, it really is. If you're going to be taking such a precious commodity that can be very easily damaged, that's a gamble. And I think on one occasion... It didn't pay off. I think the Chili Pipers actually reported a story once on their website that they had a guitar that was just smashed to pieces. Like, this thing was creamed. It looked like someone had thrown it from a building. Do you know what I mean? So, as, as you can sure you can imagine, the Chili Pipers opened the case and seen this guitar lying in pieces and thought, oh my word, what are we going to do? So the airline gave them a whole bunch of forms and stuff. Ah, yeah, you can get compensation for that. We'll pay for any damages. Here you go. So that's fine. Instead of having a guitar to go and play at their gig, they had a bunch of forms to stand on stage with. It's all right, guys. We'll play a tune for you later once we have these forms filled out. (laughs) Nightmare. Nightmare. If anything, we got a comment to our show page actually from Wally from the the Chili Pipers who said on there was one occasion where they were being insistent and they told him to check his bagpipes and he really didn't want to do it and what he done this is right if you want me to check my bag fine he took the bagpipes out of the bag and handed them the bag (laughs) he said here you go take the bag I'm keeping my bagpipes I hope that's true, Wally. That would be amazing, man. I really hope that's true. So, yeah, I think as well as airlines being kind of difficult, I am very aware that a lot of pipers and drummers travel internationally, especially now at the moment when the World Championships are coming up just around the corner. Yeah, and I don't know. I wish everyone the best of luck at traveling with an instrument because I've heard it is fraught with stress to be honest i was talking to actually a drummer from the field marshal there on saturday at the county Outdoor championships mark featherston and he was telling me every time you would fly to scotland you have to factor in the price it's going to cost you to check in your extra baggage uh, so i looked at the extra bag all right you're taking your drum now he says the cost of taking the drum would all almost equate to the same amount of money as buying an, an extra Flight ticket. You know, you're talking maybe 40, 50 quid to get your drum on the plane. So he maybe pays 40, 50 pound to fly himself over to Glasgow or whatever. And he's playing that that again to get his drum over. So, you know, he's playing 
twice the price. So he has the privilege of taking his drum over to Scotland. Crazy. I don't know if that's the case for anyone flying from the States or from Canada. I, I don't even want to guess how much it would cost to bring instruments over. Bagpipes. Never mind drum, drums. Imagine flying with a bass drum. Like, you are not going to get that on the plane as carry-on luggage. <sighs> yeah, so I would just, I would love to know how much it would cost to check in a bass drum. And even, the, just the whole, uh, how do I say it? The whole logistics is the word I'm looking for. Of getting a drum, a bass drum, from one country to another. It's bound to be a nightmare. Because we all know... Bass drums and drums in general can be just as fragile as bagpipes. And we all know luggage handlers sometimes just don't give a stuff. And they can just lash it and throw it all over the place and bounce it off walls and hit it a kick or two. And by the time you know it, when you get your drum out of the, the case, it's laying in pieces. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I really hope that doesn't happen to anyone. So, yeah. <laughs> Go and check out pipesdrums.com. They've got some amazing advice for anyone travelling with an instrument. Go and check it out. Because these guys obviously have experience from doing it before. Because I I do think these guys are actually Canadian. Are they? I think I could be wrong. But yeah, go and check out pipesdrums.com. They have a very good article up there for anyone going to be travelling with an instrument. Now, possibly some of their advice was uh, check with the airline first. Yeah, that's kind of a given. Check with your airline first. If you're going to have any problems at all at the gate, you want to kind of get advance notice so you know what's coming. There you go. And I've got tons of other you know, advice on it. I'm not going to sit and read the article. I would ask you just to go along to pipestrums.com. Go and read it for yourself. Some really good advice on there. Let's also talk about another additional problem that pipers would have had. And maybe not so much now because I think it's not the case anymore but it used to be that the i think it maybe is i don't know maybe you can correct me is it still the case that if you're going to be flying with bagpipes that have real ivory on them you're you won't be allowed to is that the case there used to be a big thing there oh, a good number of years ago now about uh, you know the the trafficking of ivory on all of this so if you were like going to be buying an antique piano, you know, that had ivory keys on it, or in the case of bagpipes, they had ivory furls on it and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Is, is that still counted as ivory trafficking? And could you get locked up for it? Is that still the case? I possibly should have read more into this. I did think for a while that this was possibly lifted. You know, that travelling with an antique instrument with ivory on it is still possible as long as you have the right paperwork in place. I do believe that there are certain forms and things that you need to complete to be able to take it with you to declare that you have this. Here, I have ivory in this bag, but I didn't slaughter the poor, the poor animal it belonged to. These are antique. Here you are, big fella. Let me in your country kind of thing. <laughs> So I I don't know the whole traveling with ivory pipe ivory ivory set bagpipes that was a whole issue in itself and I do believe for a period of time there was also trouble about African blackwood you know about the transportation of instruments made out of African blackwood it's all really fascinating to me traveling with an instrument just is not easy especially if you're going to be traveling internationally and yeah this story has kind of managed to bring it to the fore. Number one, was Jennifer right in saying that she wasn't going to check her bagpipes? Now, for us being piping fans, we would all say, of course. Of course she was right. Why would you check in your precious set of bagpipes to put it in there along with everyone else's holiday luggage and possibly get crushed and broken? Or, the flip side of the coin was... Why didn't she just check her bag? None of this would have happened. She wouldn't have been frog-marched off the plane. They wouldn't have made headline stories all over the world. You know, all of this would have just been brushed under the carpet as just another day. But then again, there's the flip side of the coin again. That If she did check her bag and the instrument did get damaged, then all she would have had 
was a couple of forms for compensation and a pat on the back and I'll see you later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There is no possible compensation for a busted instrument. Now, I have seen some horrific photographs of violin players who travel internationally to play with orchestras and their amazing violin that cost them hundreds of thousands in some cases smashed to pieces just lying in shreds and you're just thinking this is insanity (laughs) you know i do believe that there is some allowances on some airlines for people to travel with instruments but there has to be limits you can't walk on there with a bloody big cello or even in Austin pipe band terms you can't walk on there with a bass drum over your arm hello it's me i'm here with a big bass drum Yeah, of course they're going to tell you. uh, You can't just stow that under your seat now, can you? So, (laughs) yeah, there are some allowances. You know, you could possibly walk on there with a banjo or a mouth organ or a triangle. (laughs) But bagpipes are in that weird in-betweeny bit where you could possibly break them down into a small enough bag to get them on as carry-on luggage. In fact, I know a lot of pipers who travel like that. You know, they do carry them on as carry-on luggage. And, yeah, they fit them in their carry-on luggage bag and just break them all down. Now, I have heard a story about a number of pipers who have travelled with bagpipes and have forgotten that they have Stanley knives in there and a bunch of other sharp objects and stuff, you know, for pulling through and all the rest. And they just forget it. It's in their pipe box. And then they go, uh-oh, and they get hauled over by the cops. Uh, excuse me, sir, were you looking to take this sharp object onto a plane? <laughs> uh, that's there to um, cut cable ties and black tape. And, you know, I'm not, well, I'm, I'm not going to do anything else. So, yeah, rather than be red-faced, prepare yourselves. If you are going to be travelling with an instrument, do your homework first. Find out ahead of time, is there going to be trouble with the airline that you're going to be flying with or, you know, even at customs on either side, on your own side, where you're leaving from or where you're going to? Because I have heard stories about happenings from both. Yes. So if you are going to be traveling with an instrument, I want to hear your story. Please do send me a voicemail or even drop me an email. Let me know of any experiences that you've had traveling internationally with your instrument. Emails. BigRabShow at gmail.com. I really want to hear your stories because this is, it's current affairs. This has actually hit the national news. It's been in the national papers here. I actually seen it on the TV. They were talking about this in the telly. So this is national news. So, Big news, and it's great actually that a piper is in the middle of it too because it it raises an interesting topic for us pipers and drummers who are going to be travelling internationally to the World Championships coming up. So, yeah, I do understand it's a logistical nightmare bringing a band from one country to another. And it's just interesting to me how sometimes it can be achieved. And the one thing you don't expect is travel companies who are making money off you. You don't expect them to stand in your way. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) For me, personally, I have never travelled internationally with an instrument. I've never took a snare drum onto a plane. I haven't had experience of that ever. Any time that I have been over in Scotland or the UK or anywhere else, it's always been in a bus or thrown in the back of a car and took on a ferry. And you just take the boat across the water and that's it. There's no hoo-ha. They don't search through your bag and make sure that you have no sharp objects in your pipe box. They they don't do any of that. Uh, Excuse me, sir. You've got three snare drums in the boot of your car there. Uh, I think you're going to have to leave one behind because of a weight limit. There's none of that. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're on a ferry. You're on the boat for a couple of hours, two, three hours. You get a few pints on the way over and a laugh with the ones heading over to the championships. And that's it. You know, it doesn't cost you a thought. It's just so easy, I suppose, for us here in the UK. We really take it for granted. So, yeah, I would love to hear your experiences because personally, I don't have any experience of it. So, yeah, I can't talk from a level of experience on this one. So I'm depending on you guys. So I will be bringing this up in listener mail on the next podcast. So please do, please send me your experience of traveling 
internationally with your instrument i would love to hear from you and if you can drop us a voicemail as well just record a little audio file and yeah drop it in an email to us bigrabshow at gmail.com and we'll continue the conversation about it i think it's an interesting one i do think it's an interesting one because it can be very expensive to take instruments you know abroad anyway Right, guys, that's it for the podcast this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Maybe it's a bit of a shorter one this week. Um, but, hey, still good all the same. Best of luck to everyone who's competing at the Ulster Championships this weekend. Yes, I do realise it's only around the corner. The next major will soon be upon us, and we will talk all about that as it happens. So, do not forget our podcast-exclusive giveaway. Your chance to win a trap-dry drone flow system. Yes, Running up until the end of August. And what you have to do to win. Is drop us a rating and a comment on iTunes. Or tag yourself in this link. That I'm going to be uploading for this podcast. And share it out. So tag your name and share it out. There you go. And that's counted as an entry. So there you are folks. That's it for this week. (sighs) Many thanks to all of you for tuning in each and every week. You guys are awesome. Thank you a a million times over to our patrons. You guys are awesome. Awesome, and I will see you all again on the podcast next week. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1, and until next time, We'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.